A message from the Ad Council. Raider Nation has found its new home for daily Raiders content. This is Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, part of the Las Vegas Sports Network, KRLV Las Vegas. Broadcasting live from the R&R Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada, it's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, presented by Tequila Embajador. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Thursday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, uh, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Lincoln, how are you doing, my friend? Wonderful, Vinny. How are you this Thursday? We're doing really good, and awesome. we're going to get right to it, um, because Derek Carr reiterated something today, and here's what he had to say. I'm not hearing anything um so i'm gonna assume yeah, like, you like can... this is the team like you want to be with this team you want to like you want to win with this team 100 percent. i, I yeah. i've been i've been on record saying i'm not playing for anybody else yeah you know, i'm a raider mm-hmm. and one day if by my choice or theirs i'm not then i'm not you know and yeah, i'll play right. golf and get really good at that you know but, <laughs> but like, he has a great caddy i have a great caddy <laughs> um but i I want to. I want to win a championship here. It means so much more. I, could yeah, I? Right. Could I leave and pick my team? And well, they got great defense, and they got this yeah. and that. Oh shoot! I'll go there and make it easy. Like, sure, everyone. I mean, you see a lot of guys trying to do that and doing that. Yeah. But that's maybe I'm just built different. Yeah, you're supposed <laughs> to. But even that was Derek Carr, the Raiders quarterback, uh, on a podcast, the Harvester uh, Sports Podcast. Um, I think it was released earlier today. Um, and Lincoln, he reiterated that it's the Raiders are bust. Um, he doesn't want to go anywhere else. He's not planning to go anywhere else. Um, if the Raiders happen to say, you know, we don't, um, we don't want this relationship to go on any further after you know next year when the contract runs out, um, he's ready and prepared to just go play some golf and uh, get on with his life. Um, I actually believe him when he says that, Lincoln. I don't think it's going to come to that. Uh, I, I think that there will be an extension uh, coming. Uh, but first of all, your thoughts on, on on Derek just you know reiterating like I don't want to go anywhere. I could I could do th- something that a uh, Matthew Stafford uh, did or and, you know uh, other quarterbacks have done where they've kind of tra- traded their way out of out of Dodge to go find greener pastures and not taking anything away from any of those guys. But it doesn't sound like he's interested in 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 doing any of that. He wants to complete the mission here with the Raiders. I can certainly respect and appreciate the fact that he enjoys being the Raider. Uh, especially when you look at his career and everything that he went through. Um, but, you, you know, here, here's the thing. You know, you, you, you come, you get drafted by a team that's basically in your backyard where you went to college at, right? And you, 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 you work your butt off to become relevant in the National Football League, to win over the team, to become a leader and everything else. The last thing you want to do is think about taking your, your efforts elsewhere or starting all over again. Um, he's had to do it with several head coaches and stuff like that and, and offensive philosophies. So I can appreciate and respect that he wants to stay here. But at the same time, it's also business. You see, the thing is, is that you can be as low as you want um, in the sports business, but you have to understand there's no place for loyalty. It's not personal. It's business. Though I do agree with you, Vinny, I think there's going to be an extension 
because there's one there's nothing else that's available you don't have you won't have a position in the draft in the draft to try to jump up and maybe take a number one pick and he's playing well so i i think it's just worth a, an extension but you know I, I can i can respect his opinion i would just say to him you know don't take it personal it's not personal it's just business yeah, and I don't. I don't think that he does. I, I think it's just he's he's happy here and he's happy with the Raiders. But he's also, if it's not going to be with the Raiders, happy to go on, um, you know, with his life. And he is, you know, he he kind of mentioned it earlier. Maybe I'm just built a little bit different. And there are people like that, uh, Lincoln. There's people who, you know, he's got, he's talked about it. He's got more money than he's ever going to know what to right. do with. He could he could literally, and he told me this. I could literally uh, stop today and go play golf for the rest of my life and I'll be fine and I'll have plenty of money. So I don't think he's driven by anything like that. And, and you brought up a good point, um, you know, uh, about not wanting to start all over for him. It would be start all over again for people yeah. like Tom Brady. Um, you know, he was literally starting over for the first time in his career. So something about that kind of did something for him. Like maybe he was like, wow, let me go see if I could recreate something someplace else and get the juices flowing again um, and, and, and go recreate it uh, over in Tampa Bay or, or elsewhere. But the um, difference is, and I didn't mean to cut you off any, but just to the point real quick, the difference between that and Tom Brady is the fact that he got a chance to call his own personnel or to do his own thing, call his own place. Derek wouldn't necessarily have that if he went to another team. You see what I'm saying? Right. No doubt about it. Um, you know, I mean, there would have to be some sort of a uh, an, an agreement in place. Like he would if he ever t were to leave, it would be as a free agent. His, right. His right. 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 No. But I, I was saying as far as, you know, Tom Brady went down there and they he dictated who they should get. Hey, go get Robert Gronkowski. Go get Antonio Brown. Right. You know, go. you know, let's do this. And and as him and Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator, were working together that season, you know, Tom Brady got more and more freedom to call plays as the season progressed. They started doing things his ways rather than, you know, what Byron first started trying to do uh, was have him stretch the field and go long. He's like, he's not cut of that cloth. He doesn't have that type of arm. So they, he shortened it and did, did a lot of things that he did, and that's why they started having success in the second half of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then there's a case like a Matthew Stafford who just yeah. got tired of running Losing. his, you know, pounding his <laughs> Yeah, exactly, pounding his head up against a wall um, for – uh, like you said, on losing teams, as good as a quarterback as he was, and statistically he was, it didn't do any good because he was on a bad team. And um, he just finally said, you know what, I've, I've given it the old college try for multiple, multiple years. I, I'd like to go someplace where I have a better chance to win right now, where there's a better situation. And the, and the Lions, um, I think out of respect for everything that he had done for that organization and, and was it was definitely a true trooper. He didn't give up easily. It took a while for him to finally get to that point accommodated him with the trade to uh, the Los Angeles Rams. And now look at him. He's, you know, uh, what, what are they? Six and one. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I, I, I put my money on them being there at the end of the year uh, as, as maybe the top team uh, in the AF in the NFC. There's a lot of good ones, mm -hmm. but I think the Rams are moving in the right direction. Um, so there's that kind of a, uh, there, there's, there's that sort of an out as well, but it doesn't sound like um, Derek Carr is really interested in any of those things. I think that it's, he, he'd be okay. Uh, and wouldn't take a personal if the Raiders didn't want him back. I don't think he would. I don't think he would. Um, and and you know get all hussy uh, about that. He just move on and with the rest of his life. Um, and it just seems like that's how that dude is wired. Uh, but when you're talking about the extension, which I think should happen and will happen, and it sounds like you're uh, in agreement with that. Um, here's Derek talking about you know the ins and outs of of that possibility. 
like, because you have like a contract coming up, you are not even like, I'm not looking at anybody else. Like, you just want to get, you just want to get yeah. this deal done. You just want to go. Like, it's yeah. almost like it's just a distraction, like, the, like this contract stuff, right? Yeah, and that's why I kind of just said, you know what, if we're, when it happens, it happens, kind of. Let my agent handle it. Obviously, yeah. let Tim handle it with the team. They they've been talking about it. They want to do it and all that kind of stuff. But for me, it's uh, it's football time now. Yeah. You yeah. know, <laughs> once I'm in the season, don't bring me none of that nonsense. Mm -hmm. Don't yeah, I don't care about that. You know, I. I can go to Target and my, my car won't get declined. You know, I'm, <laughs> right. I'm good. So we'll we'll figure that out another time. But but they know that mm. there's a certain amount of respect that you that you want. But at the same time, you know, I'm not trying to play anywhere else. <laughs> the hillbilly music coming on after it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and that's that. So uh, you know, and I've talked to some people, and uh, you know, there, there are conversations. I mean, those th this is one of those situations where I don't think there's hardcore negotiations going on, but I'm sure there's been. I know that there's been some dialogue uh, to that extent and to that end. Uh, so um, you know, that that's something that uh, that that we'll monitor, uh, and and everyone will monitor. Uh, but I, you know. It, it almost behooves the Raiders to maybe do it sooner rather than later. Um, Without a you doubt. Know, now, yeah, because it always the, the number's always going up. Uh, I don't think he's out to break the bank. Uh, I think he would want fair uh, value. And, and right now, I mean, you know, he's, he's what, the fifth-ranked quarterback by Pro Football Focus. Um, and we're going to talk to somebody from Pro Football Focus a little bit later on today uh, to get their thoughts on, on, on all that and where he is as a quarterback and where he continues to move, uh, the direction that he continues to move. Uh, but, you know, Lincoln, these are always complicated deals. And number one, you know, there's – are we certain who the head coach is going to be um, at the end of this season or nope. next year? No. Really? I mean, you would think. I mean, if things work out, it seems like uh, it's it, it would be trending in, in the direction of a Rich Bisaccia. Uh, but then you also have Mike Mack, the general manager. Uh, it's trending in that direction as well. But – you know, there's still a whole bunch of football games left to play, and we don't know what it's going to look like at the end of the year, and therefore we don't know how the power structure is necessarily going to look like either. No, you don't. And, you know, when you think about it, you, know, you try to be the, the breakdown, um, I'm looking at the top ten quarterbacks' average annual salary. Um, naturally, number one is Patrick Mahomes at $45 million, and the lowest is Matt Ryan at $30 million. And um, on this, this one, his 10th. Um, I'm not sure where 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 Derek falls, but you got to imagine that the conversation starting point is going to be somewhere around Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson money, which is number five at thirty five million and obviously up to Patrick Mahomes somewhere in between there, uh, especially with the year that he's having and, and everything else um, compared to the other quarterbacks that are under him uh, minus Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, um, so you know, uh, it's going to cost them uh, some some money. Oh, I mean, it's, that's that's the going rate for a quarterback, anyways. You you see what I'm saying? I mean, thirty million at starting at thirty million is a going rate for a quarterback, a starting quarterback in the National Football League. You can do what you want, like Tom Brady did for years, taking less money. Uh, but then eventually, you're going to want to have your your payday, uh, your eventual payday. And it's not like Derek's hurting because he was rewarded with a nice contract his last time around. It's just getting in line. This is what happens. When, I mean, the reason why they put these contracts in, there, in, that, in that position they do is that when the next guy comes along, he says, look, hey, I want, I, I want Patrick Mahomes' money. Well, you're not going to get Patrick Mahomes' money. I'll settle for no. Deshaun yeah. Watson money, you know, $39 million. So, you know, <laughs> you can make a great argument for to the way that um, Derek is playing right now that 
the next one in line at number two is $43 million. That's Josh Allen, that, uh, that he can be up there because Deshaun Watson is making $39 million. He's not even playing. Yeah, so. <laughs> definitely. Now he's gonna. I think Derek would have a, a decision to make in terms of, you know, things are moving, things are are going well right now, uh, and and obviously we're looking at Patrick Mahomes and how important it is to have good players around you. And right now, uh, they've sort of taken a step back in that regard, and it's showing on the field and it's showing in his play. Um, so I, you know, with with a, with somebody like a Derek Carr who's who's made his big big payday. Um, could he demand another big payday like that? Yeah, sure, he could demand it. But I'm wondering where his motivation might be. I'm not trying to take any money away from him, but I'm wondering if he is at a point where, okay, uh, I've got the big, big contract. That's already taken care of. Um, you know, maybe it's in my best interest from a goals perspective, trying to win a championship, which is exactly what he wants to do. Do you take a little bit less to give your team a little bit more um, uh, uh, flexibility to continue to build a, a good team around him. That's going to be a big question as well. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Sean is in Sacramento. How you doing, Sean? Hey, guys. How you doing? Great. Thanks a lot. How you doing? Um, I just wanted to speak on you guys talking about how and um, what he would do after, you know, if things don't work out with the Raiders. And, you know, listening to the interview, I would say before I listened to that interview, I would say, I don't see him, you know, retiring or anything like that. But listening to that interview, it's clear that he's passionate about two things. Well, I guess three things. The Raiders, football, but the third thing that I think we're missing here, and this is why I think he would actually retire, and it's his faith. Um, this man's faithful. He's, you know, he gives thanks to God any chance he gets. And in the interview, he talks about going to Haiti and doing missionary work with them. And just as much as he loves God, and he actually pastors sometimes, like when he has free time for elevation, and I honestly think that if things did not work out for the Raiders, he would go into, you know, missionary work and being a pastor and just, you know, enjoying his life, playing golf with Hunter Renfro or, you know, spending time with his family. Like, his mindset is, you know, even if football doesn't work out, God's going to lead me, lead me to something else. And I think that's how he's looking at it right now. Like, he wants to be a Raider, you know, until he retires. But if that doesn't work out, God's going to show him a way to do something else that he loves and that he can be passionate about. Yeah, right. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, and, you know, um, Derek Carr is very um, open about his, his faith. Um, and, hey, I would suggest for anyone uh, who – you know, wonders about it or thinks about it, uh, where he, where Derek Carr uh, is, just go on YouTube and, and type in Derek Carr uh, ministry or, or um, you know, he's, he's, he's a pastor. He, he goes up and speaks at church. That's what he does. Uh, and it's pretty impressive. You know, I, I've, I've gone on and, and, and watched with an open mind, um, you know, just to hear, like, is this real? Is this something that, you know, is just a side thing or is he serious about it? And he sounds every bit as, um, as as uh, de de uh, devoted as any other pastor would be. I mean, you, if you if you didn't know it was Derek Carr, I mean, he does talk about his life. He does talk about uh, his own experiences. So you, so he doesn't you know uh, shy away from that. But it just sounds like any other good pastor that you would go to uh, listen uh, on, on a Sunday. So 
I agree, Lincoln. Like that's a part that's an important part of his life. That's that's why I do think it's a little bit different with him than maybe some other uh, players who have different you know goals in life and objectives in life. Not that there's one that's wrong or uh, right or anything like that. It's just this is who we're talking about as Derek Carr, and I think that faith part has a lot to do with the guidance and and the choices that he makes in life. I'm I'm sure it does. I'm I'm sure it does, especially when you look at the family that he comes from, what his older brother did. You know, being a being a, a draft choice and a quarterback in the National Football League and everything that he's been through to this point, I, I, I'm sure it plays a part in it. And I remember there, I had one case, one teammate um, that ended up pursuing the same thing as far as faith um, outside of his career, and that was Napoleon Kaufman, the running back. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. I recruited Napoleon when he went to Washington, and I knew him all through his college career and, of course, when we played together at the Raiders. And I remember specifically when Napoleon was contemplating quitting because he was tired of the physical. It was wearing him down. Uh, Joe Buell was a coach, and he tried to run him like 300 times that one season and really ran a lot of football out of Napoleon. And he felt his calling was in the ministry field and to go in faith base. I had no problem with that. And, and, and to this day, I think Napoleon now has three churches, if not if I'm not uh, mistaken. And, um, and he, he was a coach of Bishop O'Dowd in Oakland, so he's done very well for himself afterwards. With Derek, it's not a question of money. You know, some people do it for different motivations. Some people do it for the glory. But I do believe that J- Derek is genuinely honest when he says that, you know, I want to win a Super Bowl with this team. He, the, the quarterback is the face of a franchise. And the last thing you want to do is try to go somewhere else and start all over and be the face of that franchise all over again. You know, it's a whole lot of pressure that comes with it. Um, and you, I mean, we've, we've covered Derek. We know how sometimes he can be uber sensitive about people who criticize him. Um, and, and to do that, to go to another city or to go to another team would just bring more of that on and it might not be worth it to him. Yeah. Uh, true. And I do think that he's, um, you know, with age comes wisdom and, you know, maybe more of a, of a thick skin. And I think also success, uh, he's gotten better. The team around him's gotten better. There's a lot of criticism. There's nothing to criticize Derek Carr of. He's playing like a, MVP candidate right. right now. Now That's right. he's got to keep that up without without a doubt. But you know, um, and there's always going to be nitpickers and 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 whatnot. But um, you know, he's playing at a at a really high level, so the criticism uh, has has um, you know uh, dissipated a little bit. And in addition, his team right now anyway is is five and two, and he has a big say in that. So I think that combination, you know, maybe that's not as um, prevalent uh, as, as it was in the past. And when I say about also his faith, uh, Lincoln, I don't mean necessarily that, you know, he'd walk away to go pursue that right now. I'm thinking, I'm saying that because he has ba- like a lot of balance in his life and, you know, is, is pretty, is pretty clear headed in, in what he wants in, a di- in uh, including wanting to win a championship here with the, the Raiders and cap off this journey um, with a championship or, 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 you know, uh, or, or, you know, be able to win a couple if, if that's if that's the case. I'm saying that w- the way he's wired, um, he might be prone to taking a little bit less money, being less motivated by that, and more motivated by let's try to maximize this right now uh, and 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 win as much as we can. And if I have to give up a little bit of extra money in pursuit of that, I'm okay with that because of how he's kind of just his life is balanced and his life is where the focus is in his life. Well, I mean, I, I can agree with that. I feel that team-wise, the Raiders are probably as close as they could possibly be to, po- to, to pursuing a championship or going a long time in, in the playoffs um, than they have been throughout his entire career. So, yeah, that, that, that could very well be right. And uh, 
The one last part of that, though, Lincoln, and this is where it does get a little complicated. You also have a players union um, that you're a part of. okay? and the reason I say that is the whole point of the players, you know, part of the point of the players union, not the whole point. I shouldn't say that. But it's, you know, one of the things that they're always trying to stress and rightfully so is to keep the train moving. If you're the top guy, if you're if you're not if you're up next, go get the top dollar. And then the guy behind you, when it's his turn, he'll top that. And so on and so forth. That's how you see those salaries uh, increase, um, you know, uh, at all positions, but specifically about the quarterback position. So there's always a little bit of pressure from the players union of don't leave money on the table because you're ending up hurting the next guy that's coming along. Um, I don't know how much that was, you know, uh, uh, emphasized when you were playing. Uh, but I but I do know in baseball and, and, and basketball and and, uh, and in football, um, especially when it comes to those 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 positions that set new markets all the time, it's kind of a big deal. Well, it is. There's no doubt about it. But at the same point, you do have that discretion. You do have that choice. For years, Tom Brady did it. Tom Brady, yeah. and you look at his contract with the Patriots, for years he said he didn't take top dollar every time he could have came up. He could have just certainly justified it with the amount of championships he's winning and how successful he was, but he wasn't taking top money. He was just around the middle of the pack and said that I want to be made taken care of and made comfortable, and that's what happened. So you do have that discretion if you don't if you don't want to. You don't have to take top dollar. Um, you know, even the ones that people talk about Patrick Mahomes' contract, well, you know, Lee Steinberg, his agent, said that there was still a lot of money they left on the table because Patrick said, I don't want to drain the team. I could um, with that extension. And, and good, goodness gracious, it was godly in so many ways. But he didn't want to take all the money because he didn't want to take away from the possibility of having the team grow. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. And uh, so, it's you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting uh, situation. But um, uh, I think that it's going to get uh, worked out with the Raiders and Derek Carr because if you're the Raiders too, you know, especially if the season ends, you know, uh, headed in the right direction, you don't want to break it up. You've worked so hard to kind of get it to this point. Uh, you want to you want to make sure that um, you try to keep it intact as much as possible. And it starts Certainly. really with the quarterback. Those are hard uh, to find. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor brought to you and, to, and uh, uh, Lincoln Kennedy brought to you by Tequila and Bahodar. Raider Nation Radio Night, 20 a.m. on a Thursday. JT Interact with the show. Text Vinny and Lincoln on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187 or tweet them at Vinny Bonsignor and at LKennedy72. This is In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Right back out to the Raider Nation uh, listener line. We've got Norm. Uh, how you doing, Norm? Vinny! We've been emailing for a long time. How nice. <laughs> are you one of the good ones or one of the bad ones? I mean, because uh, <laughs> I get, somewhere I, get I get the somewhere. I get the full spectrum. Trust me. Well, no. Well, at the beginning, it was one of the bad ones, but then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I've been a Raider fan since the George Blanda days. Okay. okay. And I was a season ticket holder for all the years in L.A. I'm now in, in Florida. So the other day, um, you had an article about the lukewarm uh, endorsement of Mike Mayock. This leads directly to Carr. Let me explain. I, wait, wait, all, I, 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 hold on real quick. I had an article about the lukewarm 
I, I don't remember writing that, but uh, what were the details of that? How the CFO and CEO were dismissed in the article. You said that. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Was the quote. Sentence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That uh, Mark Davis gave a lukewarm endorsement of Mayock. All right. He ought to be smart enough to shut up and let good things keep going. And let me explain. If he gets rid of Mayock, brings in another guy, the other guy's going to bring in his own coach, who's going to bring his, in his own offensive coordinator, and then what, right? I mean, the, the system and the group, I, I like to call it the Gruden Plus system, because, you know, they're smart enough to, just like uh, with uh, Gannon in 01, tweaked it, and now all of a sudden the offensive line's blocking. Uh, I, think we, I think we lost you. Um, well, in a, you know, as, as it relates to, Mark, to, to Mike uh, Mayock, uh, I'll, I'll pull up the uh, the full quote um, so uh, we can we can kind of get into that a little bit a little bit more. But it wasn't necessarily. I mean, it was it was it was. I thought it was a, a good showing of support. Uh, but Lincoln, you know what we like. We talked about uh, just a little while ago. I think Mark Davis is in a, you know, uh, not delicate position, but you know, I don't think he can really say one thing or the other definitively right now because we got to see how the season plays out. Am I right? Shouldn't that, isn't that the fair thing to do? That's the fair thing to do. And 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 look, if what um, I think you had mentioned a couple weeks ago that uh, the coaches and some of the coaches that have been here have gotten extensions. It would probably just be a smart business decision to not rush anything because if you fire him, you have to pay him. So, you know, what, what good is that going to be? So, um, and you let the season ride out because you're 5-2. and two. It's, it's not like, it, you know, you're 0-7 and then this disaster happened. You know what I mean? Right, exactly, and we've been we've definitely been pointing that out as far as the dynamics are just a little bit differently. I'm going to try to find this quote here uh, in, in, in just a second, but, um, you know, he went on to say, uh, that you know, it, it didn't sound like Mike Mack was was under any kind of. Uh, Mike is a general manager of the Raiders, and there's no reason why he shouldn't be in the future. Um, is 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 what he is what is what the quote was. Now, I wasn't there in New York when uh, Mark you know gave his little impromptu press conference. Um, so you know, uh, these were all uh, the, uh, quotes that came out of that uh, in New York City. There were some reporters that kind of corralled them uh, and asked them some questions. So Mike is a general manager of the Raiders, and there's no reason why he shouldn't be in the future. It's not definitive. It's not, um, you know, uh, a bad thing or an ominous thing uh, for him to say. It sounds like he's open, and as he should, for Mike Mack to be here for a few more years, uh, Lincoln. Yeah, I, and, and like I, I said, it's – You've got a system that's working right now. You've got things that are working right now. You just have to find the right leader, and that's what they're, that's probably what they're focusing on. And the right leader might be already on the staff. It might be Rich Versace. We, we don't know. Uh, but, you know, it's fair. it would be fair to say give it a chance, see how it goes. And because it's not a disaster right now, you're off of a two-game winning streak after making the change. If it's, broke, if it's not broke, why fix it? 
Yeah, and and the other uh, side of that, Lincoln, we've all seen this one before. You come out and you're saying he's my guy, and nothing's going to change that. And then four months later, um, you know, everything went into the tank, and now all of a sudden you're firing that guy, and everyone's like, "But you just told us a couple of months ago." That's why you don't lock yourself in just yet. Yeah. You know, I yeah. I think it's all going to work out for everybody involved that's currently there uh, in the building in Henderson. But I think Mark Davis is. I think that's what he's thinking or hoping probably as well, because he wants to win and he wants this thing to, to he wants to have a reason to keep everybody intact. If it's working, there's no reason to break to, 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 uh, to try to fix it. So, um, but it's still somewhat of a wait and see uh, type of a proposition. And I'm, I think I've always had a feeling like that was the case coming into the season to begin with, maybe not necessarily with John Gruden. I think he was entrenched with the long contract, but there were other, you know, there were things that they were monitoring and keeping an eye on. And I think the season, how it played out was going to uh, go a long way toward deciding some futures uh, in that organization. That's just how it is. That's how this, this operation kind of works or this profession uh, works back out to the Raider nation listener line, Raider 27. How you doing, buddy? Good. Um, I watched the interview with uh, Mark Davis. Um, I watched the rich Eisen had a really, really good spot on his show. And I also watched the Derek Carr thing today. Man, I got to tell you, I, I'm really proud of our owner. And by, by our owner, I realize I've never played for the Raiders and all that. But, man, I've been through a lot following the Raiders through thick and thin and mainly thin over the years. I feel like I have a right to say us because I live and die with this team. You know, I'm proud of Mark Davis. Mark Davis is real. You know, Mark Davis, when he sits there and does an, does an interview like that, sits down on his backpack and, and people want to make fun of him for this and that, but he's sitting there telling them that he's spouting out truth. You know, I believe what he says. And I had read um, an article about Mike Mayock might be in the hot seat and stuff like that, and then I watched the interview and I'm like, that's not what Mark Davis said. Right. Mark Davis is just not tying himself down to anything. I I think Mark Davis likes Mike Mayock. I I like Mike Mayock. You know, Rich Rich Eisen's like let Mayock cook, and I'm I agree, man. Let Mike Mayock do what he wants to do and see where we go. Because so far he's brought in a lot of good players on short notice when we really need them. You know, as far as Derek yeah. Carr and that Harvest uh, podcast. That was really, really good. I mean, it was so funny. I just, I was at tears rolling down my cheeks, and it was a great interview. And and I believe Derek Carr when he says, "I don't want to play for, I want to win a championship here." Well, I got news for everybody. I want Derek Carr to bring us a championship too. You know, I think he can. I think if they stay on the path they're on right now, I think they're going to go. And Vinny, I got to tell you, buddy, you're right. I was wrong. After the Bears game, I told you and said, I don't know if this is a playoff team or not, but i got to tell you, if they keep on the same path they're on right now, I think you're right. They get, they're getting better every week. So, hey, that's all yeah. i got to say, man. I won't they- take any more of your time. I appreciate the I appreciate the call and 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 Lincoln, you know, um, uh, I think Mike Mack does de- deserve a lot of credit for this roster. I give a lot of credit to to John Gruden. I know he's not here. I'm not trying to heap it all on him. They've made mistakes. There's, I wrote about uh, the mistakes that they've made today. But when you look at the roster and some of the players that they, some of the hits that they ha- have, I mean, Darren Waller and. 
Hunter Renfro, and and it looks like Henry Ruggs is is what they thought he was going to be, and is continuing to get better. Brian Edwards, Max Crosby, Josh Jacobs, uh, when he's healthy, he's a, a good solid running back. Now, I, I think we get Lincoln sometimes caught up in everything has to be a home run. It doesn't always have to be a home run. Is it working? Are they contributing to the winning to, to your team winning? Casey or, or or Corey Littleton is now. Jonathan Abram is contributing to wins now. He's not the you know the the lost cause. Uh, that he was. Trayvon Mullen uh, is is contributing to winning. Trayvon Morick is contributing to winning. Nate Hobbs is contributing to winning. That's what you do. Those That's how you deem a draft pick successful. It's not how many all pros you go to, which would be great. But are you contributing to a winning cause? And to me, I've been around long enough to that's what you that's how you uh, determine whether or not you're hitting or missing. Since the Raiders moved to Vegas, we've seen, especially in, in their last year in, in Oakland, We've seen flashes of what this team is capable of doing. And you also saw, you also saw blaringly the holes that this oh, yeah. team had. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and um, what, what, I think in, what I'm trying to think of saying is, is the fact that this stuff has finally come together in the right way. Maybe they've been able to piece it together in the right way. You've got somebody who's energized the defense and brought the best out of the players, as you were talking about. And then you and an evaluator of talent, which Mike Mayock was and always has been, especially his years at, at the um, NFL Network, is you know he comes out and he finds a Nate Hobbs, he finds a Morrig, and he, he takes a chance on him, and they get him. He finds a Brian Edwards, you know they get a Henry Ruggs, and all the players are now contributing. You don't have a whole lot of players sitting on the bench, you know can't get in because they're inferior and it's a missed draft choice. You don't have that true evaluation yet. You can make what you want about Cleveland Farrell until he's able to pick it up and get himself you know, going on the level the others do. But at the same point, that's why the main reason why you went out and got Ngakwe. You know, that's why Max Crosby has raised his level of play, while Carl Nassib has raised his level of play. You're making Cleveland raise his level of play to get in there. You know, Damon Arnett has to raise his level of play when he comes back in. Trayvon Mullen has already proven himself. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. the young guys that they've drafted and they've taken, Hunter Renfro has been a gem. As you mentioned, Darren Waller, you know, all the pieces. They've missed on some players. Every of team course. has. Um, yeah. and, but they've also hit on some players. And the fact is that right now uh, a majority of this roster is draft choices. They're taken by the team over the last couple of years that are big time contributors to what this team does and moving forward. So they help they help to make the vision of what the Raiders are all about grow. Yeah, and that's that's how you you, you judge somebody. It's not again you you want to hit home runs obviously, and I think Max Crosby is turning into a home run. Right. Nate Hobbs, I mean, I watched Nate Hobbs. I'm just I'm I'm like wow, this dude is really a good football player, and I think that in in the years ahead, he's going to be deemed. Uh, a home run, obviously, bringing in a Darren Waller. That was just, you know, what do, what do you say about that? But the point, and, and, and like you said, there were glaring holes these last couple of years. Yeah, there, there, there absolutely were. You can't get to everything every year. This right. is a hard – this Business. isn't like where the Lakers could go out and get LeBron James and next year Anthony, Anthony Davis, and all of a sudden you're winning a championship within yeah. two years of the rebuild. It doesn't work like that in the NFL. Um, you have to get it all. You have to hit – you have, you have to be solid in all areas. And, and coming from where the Raiders were four years ago, it was going to take time, especially when they finally decided, let's just strip it down, which is what they did, right or wrong. Um, uh, you know, uh, but if, if they hadn't, who knows where they would be right now, this very second. But that was a decision that they made, save for Derek Carr, and now they're seemingly in, in a good place. They, they had patience. 
Um, they, they let, they let it play out. They didn't, um, you know, reach for anything. They didn't make any crazy, crazy signings that were going to hurt them. Even Lincoln, even some of the signings that they did make that didn't turn out the Terrell Williamses, uh, the Trent Browns, they were painlessly walked away from those with yeah. no money owed them. There's so many times over the years, the Raiders included where they would have to walk away from somebody because it wasn't working and still have to pay that penalty right. for like the next two or three years because it was a stupidly structured contract here the the main difference maker to me is the fact that a lot of the guys that they have on the roster right now free agents they were able to get to sign one-year contracts and not for a yeah. whole lot of money now and it, by today's standards that's very impressive very impressive because it doesn't happen all the time you see what I'm saying? So no. you you have that guaranteed money, and then you have that waste of money, or or something like that. But you you didn't have a lot of that. So um, I, I think that's been the most impressive thing that Mayock and the crew have done so far. Yeah, um, it's not easy to do, and and they are going to face some decisions. Certainly, uh, Lincoln at the end of this year. Do you bring back Casey Hayward because he is on a one year deal? Do you bring yeah. back Solomon Thomas? Do you bring back Darius Phylon? There's guys that are on those one year deals. Um, I think that. It just seems like talking to some of these guys, they're pretty happy here. So, you know, maybe you do a, a, another one year with a with a with a year option type of a deal. Don't overextend it. I think all of those guys kind of kind of know where they are in their careers as well. Um, so you, you might have to take it year to year for them if you're if you're one of those type of players at that age. Mm -hmm. But if they're contributing and they're still playing well, it, it behooves the Raiders uh, to bring them back. Uh, but there's still a lot of that going on in the NFL with those one year deals. Because of, we've talked about this, the way the CBA, the way the salary cap is structured, yeah. and how some of these middle-aged players, so to speak, you know, that your 30, 31 year olds are going to have to move on and maybe take a pay cut and maybe go year to year because there's no nobody's handing out big contracts uh, at that age uh, anymore. It's just the way it's just the way it is. Uh, you're in the huddle with Vinny Monster and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 9:20 a.m. on a Thursday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny and Lincoln on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187 or tweet them at Vinny Bonsignor and at LKennedy72. This is In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. By the way, Lincoln, um, you're in uh, the Phoenix area. How big are the Cardinals right now? <laughs> Huge. They're big. Um, J.J. Watt just went down with a season-ending rotator cuff injury. He'll probably have surgery, but there's a lot of hype around the Cardinals right now. It's just I don't know how real it is, uh, but it is what it is. They're undefeated. You can't take that away. Oh, you sound um, skeptical. I'm always skeptical. You know, when you when you see teams, especially teams that have been in the cellar and been struggling, when they have a last-place schedule, and, um, and, and and they come out and they win football games. It, it was almost like, you know, the Broncos when they came out to a 3-0 start. It's like, who did they play? Even though the Ram, I mean, the Cardinals, you know, they beat the Rams. They, they have beaten some decent teams. Um, it's still, you know, you're going to be skeptical until you see the whole final product. They've got an unbelievable offense that they finally, you know, curtailed um, to Kyler Murray's uh, style, indicative of what he can play, and, and you know, Kingsbury really adjusted himself, and the defense has been playing well. So they're playing at a high level. They're playing at an all-time high level. Yep, uh, without a doubt. We'll see. Uh, they yep, did we'll beat see. Tennessee, to, I think, to start yeah. the season off. That, did they? That's, in retrospect, that's that's turned out to be a pretty big win uh, yeah. or, a, or a quality win, as they always say in college basketball. So um, 
uh, now that Tennessee's gotten back on the right track. Uh, but long season, like you said, they've got a big game against the Green Bay Packers. I'm sure there's yep. going to be a lot of Packer fans uh, in oh, Arizona. Yeah, they're already here. They're, this is a big transplant city, so they're already here. It's it, it, uh, Arizona's been one of those teams where if you, when you go to the stadium, sometimes depending on who you're playing, you could get a lot more of the other team's uh, fans yes. in the stands than you can. In the, it's kind of what's going on a little bit. Uh, well, Nevada is definitely a uh, transplant, uh, becoming a transplant state, uh, certainly here in Las Vegas, too. Um, there's a lot to like uh, about both uh, areas, um, and affordability is way at the top of that list. And True story. Great, great weather um, mm-hmm. outside of those 90 days uh, in the summer. We'll, we won't yeah. think about those days. Uh, Brad is uh, on the line. How you doing, Brad? Hey, how you doing? Hey, guys, thanks for having me. Um, I've been a Raider fan, oh gosh, since their first 77, 76 season. And uh, I haven't missed a game since 1980. It has been there. Or I watched it on TV, went running through the family. I got awesome. a couple questions for you guys. Maybe you can help me. I think I've seen every game you played with the Raiders back in Oakland. And uh, I guess my, my, my question is this. Um, I haven't been to a Vegas game yet. And um, I keep hearing that, you know, there's, there's fans all the time from other teams. And I, I, I kind of wonder – is it a compilation of just the vaccination mandate, high prices, tourist destination? Um, you know, because when I would be in Oakland watching the game, I mean, you would see sprinkled Bronco jersey fans everywhere. But, you know, like I'd, I'd watch the Eagles Raiders game, the Bears Raiders game. And I looked on the ESPN app and I looked at the uh, game cast and looked for the attendance, and it's never fully 100%. And, uh, so help me out a little bit. I mean, it, it, when I think the Raider Raven game, that really seemed, you know, well, I don't know, 90, 90, 10 in terms of Raider fans, Ravens fans. But what, what is it now? What, what exactly is going on out there in terms of fan attendance? Well, uh, I appreciate the call and it's a great question. Um, I would say last I would say Sunday it was more um, seventy-five, twenty-five Lincoln. Would you? Would, would that is that fair? Would you say? Yeah, uh, I would say around that. Yeah, seventy-five, seventy, thirty, twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, thirty, twenty-five percent mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Eagles fans. The week before, I thought it was more. Um, you know, Bear fans. I thought it was about. 35, 40 percent, maybe. Yeah, Bear yeah. fans, and 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 keep in mind. Um, you know, the, the Raiders played so poorly that it gave the Chicago Bear fans a voice. Their team was right. winning, so it became more prevalent. Um, but but I think, and, I, and I'll share my thoughts, and Lincoln, I'd like to hear your thoughts about it. Um, I think it's kind of a combination of everything you just mentioned. Um, number one, I do think that some fans, because of the vaccination mandate, uh, are, are sitting out this year uh, when it comes to uh, coming to games here at Allegiant Stadium. The Raiders did offer uh, season ticket holders an option, you know, various options on what to do with their tickets this year, push them to head to next year, et cetera, et cetera. There were, there were many options that were, there were options available uh, to, to Raider fans. And I think some fans took advantage of that uh, because they just, for whatever reason, didn't want to be vaccinated. Um, I also think, Lincoln, that um, A, there's transplants here. You can see it all over the place that there's, you know, there's 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 just people who have moved here. It's a it's a an attractive place to move to. It's affordable. The weather is genuinely good. Um, you've got a lot to do. There's great neighborhoods. Um, so you have transplants. 
But I also think, Lincoln, you you have the Las Vegas um, element, kind of like when I was in Los Angeles, the, the Los Angeles element. Uh, and especially when the Rams came back um, in 2016, all of a sudden, that was the first time in 20-some-odd years that fans from other teams living elsewhere could say, wow, we could go take a road trip to watch our team play in Los Angeles. We haven't been able to do that in years. Also, you had the transplants uh, in Los Angeles from Philadelphia and Dallas and New York and Green Bay who hadn't been able to just go to a game in their city to watch their favorite team that they grew up rooting for back wherever they grew up. Uh, you had that element there. So um, the same thing is happening here. So as a result of that, you're going to see fans from other um, teams here at games um, in, 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 uh, in, in Las Vegas. Now, to, to bring it back to, to, to Oakland, nothing against Oakland, Lincoln, and I'm not trying to bash Oakland, but it wasn't exactly a place where fans from other teams said, we got to get out to Oakland. There's so much to do to Oakland. Um, it's not, it wasn't, it's not a destination, you know, city necessarily, no, no, necessarily. So, and when I would go up to games in Oakland, I'd also see a lot of empty seats. Those are now the seats that are, you know, because whether it was because they were playing bad or whatever the case uh, was, fans just said, I'm not going to go to the game today. Um, and they didn't, weren't able to sell their tickets if they wanted to sell their tickets. Uh, whereas here it's probably much easier if you can't make the game or don't want to go to the game or whatever the case might be to, to sell your tickets. So I think it's just a combination of things. And I think it's, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a compliment to Las Vegas because Las Vegas is a place that people like to move to and come to uh, visit. Yes. All of that is true. And I, I do believe all of that. And, and talking with a lot of Raider nation and speaking, I, I put something out on my social media last week when I was talking about the Eagles I coming in, and, 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 and people responded, you know, like I expected them to, you know, some of it has to do with the, the uh, vaccination mandate. You know, some of it has to be do with the time. It's, it's holiday season. Some people just wanted to make a buck on selling their tickets because they knew the Eagle fans would travel and they would pay for it. So, yep. you know, it's a combination of all that. But most importantly, you know, the one thing that I thought of, when first heard about the Raiders moving to Vegas is as many times I've been to Vegas, I said, what better way to cap off a full weekend than to see an NFL game? Even if yeah. it's not your team, just to go see an NFL game. And, and we know this, everyone likes new stuff. So when you build it, they're going to come. Everybody wanted to see Jerry's World when it first went up. Everybody wanted to see SoFi when it first went up. I mean, so when if you build it, they're going to come. And for the Raider Nation, the most, you know, the, the biggest thing is that you're going to be entertained. I mean, come on, you, you look at some of the halftime shows they had, you know, from the Grandma State Marching Band to, to uh, Too Short and Ice Cube to Ludacris. I mean, you, you, and those are just some of the, the bands. You got the band playing as you're coming into the stadium, the house band. You know, During time, and they're about, good, by the way. They are good. They're very good. And so you talk about, you know, from uh, um, uh, Chris Angel, the the magic trick. I mean, the, the, the entertainment level goes on and on, runs hand in hand, synonymously with Vegas. And you could just only imagine, a cup, you know, cup, finalizing a weekend and seeing an NFL game. I think it's great. I do, too. Um, Everything is an investment. You know, yep. Nevada invested in this, and it's paying off for Nevada because all those fans, we keep reiterating this, uh, Lincoln, that come out of town, including a lot of Raider fans. When yep. we host our show, I mean, our uh, our get-togethers over at the Rockstar Bar and Grill on Saturdays, Lincoln, I can't tell you how many fans come in from else, Raider fans mm -hmm. from everywhere. Like, we were talking to 
Reading, Pennsylvania, Chicago, Florida, Los Angeles, obviously, Oakland. Um, those fans are coming in to watch the game as well yeah. that are Raider fans from out of state. And guess what? They're staying at the hotels. That's right. And they're, they're spending buying money. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. which raises your tax money, Absolutely. which go to schools and things yeah. like that. So um, it, it's, it's, it's paying off. It's definitely paying off. And we'll talk about it a little bit more because I think it's going to flatten out a little bit, especially the more Raider fans that grow up Raider fans here in Las Vegas that are going to want to just go to the games that live here. You're going to, that's an element that you can't just figure that the Raiders are going to walk into Las Vegas and be Las Vegas's team right. across the board. There's a lot of fans from a lot of different teams that live here. Their kids, that's why the Raiders are in the elementary schools, the middle schools, the high schools, going to visit, going to help out, donating, going to football, high school football games. Those, That's your next generation of fans local fans that you're going to be hanging your hat on. So that takes time as well. You're in the huddle with Vinny Monster and Lincoln Kennedy brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a wet, uh, Thursday. And we get back, when we come back, uh, we're going to have uh, uh, PFF's Pro Football Focus's Steve Palazzolo. And he's going to talk to us about this Raiders team and how it is grading out, especially the offensive line. I have some questions for Steve about uh, some of those offensive line grades. We'll talk to him in just a second.